What is good, y'all? Welcome back to another edition, another episode. For those of you who are new, Trey. And I'm Q. And this is How Do You Love Me? We got a good one for y'all today. And Q, do you want to do you want to just start into how we normally do it? Or do you yes, want to go on? Let's right. go with how full your cup right, is. Man, my, uh, my cup. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, literally and figuratively this week, my cup is full. I had a great week. Actually, the last couple of days, we've just been chilling in the house because it's kind of snowing in DFW. It's kind of snowing in Fort Worth and uh, around the Metroplex. So I've been pretty good. And physically, I'm full because, listen, we just ate. We ate pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm full. So hopefully, y'all aren't seeing my stomach action and we can <laughs> keep it going. So anyways, yeah, I'm on about 97.9, the beat. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm good, though. How about you? How full uh, is your cup? Well, I hate to be a downer. Uh-oh. I'm probably on like 85. You are enjoying this. I feel like I'm back in quarantine from like when COVID first started. Oh. We only been, <laughs> we only been in the house for like two days, but I'm sick of it. And it's only because I can't go anywhere. Hmm. Not that I necessarily want to go somewhere, but I want to have the option to go. Well, so all this snow and whatever is, yeah, it's like giving me cabin fever and I've only been here for like two days. So I, I don't know. I just decided to put some makeup on, you know, just to kind of do something. Cause I was bored. I didn't wash clothes. I didn't wash the dishes. I didn't cleaned up. Well, I didn't got my lessons ready for next week. So mm. I'm saying I'm, I want to go back. I'm just saying I need this snow to kind of ease up a little bit so that if I want to go, Somewhere I can't. Well, nothing wrong with that. You know, and sometimes it's nothing wrong with doing something for you too. So, you yeah. know, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we got that out of the way. You want to get into this intro? Yeah, you got to. All right. Woo! Man, that intro. You always making noise after the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because it was just good. Whoa. Might think about shortening it a little bit. But yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, yeah. Because it's or good. Or we could it's make our good. own where we, you know, we sing, how do you love me? And then we just come on. If y'all like that, <laughs> if y'all like how she just sounded, you know, Probably then maybe not. we can make a cut. Maybe I can harmonize with my own self. Mm-hmm. I like it. I can, you know, we can have three cues. We can have the alto cue, the soprano cue, and the tenor tenor cue. And we can blend that thing together. Probably put a little, little. No. No. Whatever. I was thinking auto tune, but, you know, that makes a lot of stuff sound a little better. Anyway. So for (laughs) our news this week. An Ohio woman has pleaded not guilty to child endangering after police say they found her two daughters left alone in a motel room. Her children were 10 and 2 years old. The oldest child said that their mother wasn't supposed to be home until 10 p.m. And they actually arrived at the home at I mean, at the motel at 6 p.m. So there's no I don't know how long the kids were left alone. But when they got there at six, they said she was still wasn't supposed to be there for another four hours. Mm-hmm. The mom was 24, 24 years old. Her name was Shayna Bell. And she was found working at a pizza shop. And she told officers that she usually has someone check on her children 
every hour while she's at work. So she was booked into the county jail on two counts of child endangering and the children were turned over to their father. She is now free on bail and she's she's scheduled for another court hearing in April. So honestly, y'all, I understand like the legal part of all of this, you know, like something could happen to the kids, stuff, you know, all kind of stuff could happen. Somebody could come get them. Uh, something could catch on fire. I mean, some could get broken. They can get hurt. But in the real world, I understand that as a single mother, there may not be anyone available to help you. And so you do what you can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like leaving your 10 year old to watch your two year old, is a better alternative than paying somebody $700 a week. Yeah. When that's all you make. Yeah. Paying someone or just not having, you know, being able to work because you got to work to be able to pay somebody. So, I mean, it's just like, do y'all really understand what, what you're putting me through right now? Probably not. Taking me away from my kids, putting me in jail, giving them over to their father. It's not helping me because what if I get fired from this job right now for child endangerment? And later on, I can't get another job because y'all are claiming that I'm endangering my children. But all I'm trying to do is provide for them. That's for real. I mean, that's that's like everyday stuff that happens all the time. And and you, you, you know, you chose to do the, the single parent side. I'm going to tell you right now. There's two parent side that that's still I mean, you know, that happens as well. Yeah. I can't remember the term latchkey kid latchkey kid thank yeah. you so much q yeah yeah she's smart she got the face on she beat she's smart oh my god so look the latchkey kid i was one of them y'all i was like seven years old leaving and leaving the house in the morning going to school coming back home you know unlocking the door having to lock the door being there having to make my food all this stuff that you have to do because both parents had to work you know they both was up before I like woke up mm-hmm. five o'clock in the morning. They were, you know, gone. And then they weren't there by the time I had to make it home from school. And then a couple hours after that. So, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Unfortunately, she got caught. And yeah. I, like you said, I understand that, you know, it might not be the the best situation and probably it'd be better if it was and I'll take it lightly. But I'm saying it would be better if it was her own establishment, like her own, apartment or her own home because now just thinking about on the other side if something did happen to those kids while they were at the motel or was it a hotel motel. and while they were at the motel well now she can sue the motel Mm -hmm. and they're liable for however no you know however much yeah you know so yeah if somebody gave a tip and you're the motel owner you're like i want nothing to do with that I'm yeah. calling the police. Yeah, and so, that's the thing. They did have a tip from someone. That, so. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, if she was at her own place, her own home, it might not be as bad. You know, the kid is 10. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we've all had to stay at home at some point I in time. I know I did. Me and my brother did. And we, I mean, my mama just showed us like, hey, this is what we got to do when y'all get home. You lock the door. There was someone upstairs uh, like an older lady who mm-hmm. had two kids around the same age as us. And, you know, she would check on us, you know, from time to time. But for the most part, we were down there by ourselves. Yeah. You know, we, we knew how to cook a little bowl of noodles or whatever we was going to eat until mom got home. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But I do understand that legally it's not safe for the kids. Right. And that's that's where that that, you know, 
that torn between the two is yeah. like from the government side, you know, this is not safe for the kids, but from the parent side, it's like, I'm doing what I can for my kids. Right. And that's the thing I always think that's of. Cause tough. I'm like, now the older I've gotten, the more I realized the hard times that my mama had to go through, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just under like having to be in control of about 20 kids every day. I realized that it's all on me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I can understand how, like, the livelihood of someone who depends on you is all on you. And so that's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to do it all you can with what you have. And then, boop, here comes something. And next, I mean, you just never know what could happen. Like, yeah. that could set you over the edge. You know, you could just be like, I'm just trying to do the best I can, but nothing seems to be going my way. Mm-hmm. So. Because, I mean, she had this kid, the first one, what, when she was 14? Yeah. You know, it from the sound of it, she don't have a lot, you know, she don't right. have a lot of people. She don't have people. And I'm sure if she did, yeah. she would have left them with of someone. Course. But the fact that it said she normally has someone check on them every hour. That's probably as much as they she, could do. That's right. That's the best that she <laughs> could do. So I'm just hoping that. It stays on. Uh, it says she was not guilty or something. But she no, had she another, pled not guilty. Oh, But she dang. has a court hearing in April. So I'm hoping. Yeah. That this all works out for her. I know this is a lesson for her, but, you know, I, I hope they give her a little bit of leeway because the kids weren't hurt. Mm-hmm. The oldest is 10. And, you know, that's... hopefully this is like her first offense type deal. Yeah. So that, you know, because it makes it a lot harder when you got a lot of stuff lined up behind it. Like, yeah, we ain't letting this one slide, you know, but sometimes when you don't have a lot of things going on. In the past, and yeah, all they'll that give you a slap on yeah, the yeah, like hey, listen, just find somebody that, or there's programs that maybe you didn't know about that, you know. Hopefully, hopefully that's what happened with that yeah. one, because that's tough. That's a that's a tough one, especially for me, because you know we've been there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, well, we're going to pay some bills. It is time to pay some bills, y'all. Can you pay my Uh, bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobiles? No. (laughs) If you're not married, no. (laughs) I cannot. But I'll tell you who bills we can pay. We can pay ours. Yeah. And the first one that we're going to go with is Audible. Audible Audible.com, y'all. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. They range from the bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-development. Every month, a member you as a member, you get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection that they pick as well. You have access to daily news, including the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Now, what they're also doing, y'all, they have plenty of content um, for you to pursue your goals, all right? New year, new you is what they're saying. And whether it's getting fit, finishing more books, or becoming a better parent, leader, or person, they got you. Audible Audible got you, all right? Audible helps people get more stories and information through gifts of found time, allowing people to listen while communicating while sorry, while commuting, while cooking, exercising, gardening, whatever you're doing, even if it's just relaxing at the house, you can use your Audible book and get your reading done. All right. Now, Audible is hooking you up with a free book, right? What? Yeah. And listen, here's the best part. 
say you love the book, but after 30 days, you're like, I don't know about Audible. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings. They're going to let you keep the book forever. All you have to do is go to hdylmbook.com. It's hdylmbook.com to get your book today. All right. Now, we have another another one as well. Webull. Webull. Get two free stocks valued at up to $1,850. Now, what is Webull? Webull is a brokerage account. It's an investment account. Now, y'all, a lot of people today, because of some recent actions in in the news, mm-hmm. Robin Hood, people are like, eh, they're looking down on Robin Hood. Now, I still have a Robin Hood account, but you always want to diversify your money. Now, in 2021, what are we doing? What are we doing, Q? Building generational wealth. Yes, we're building generational wealth. And one of the ways to do that is by having an investment account that you can put money into on a weekly, monthly basis to build that account up so that you can have something for the future. Webull is helping you do that. They have zero commission, zero dollar commission. Now, if you never invested before, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay somebody to watch your money. Okay. All right. You can trade from one account. You can trade cryptocurrency. If you're in the crypto, you can do that 24 seven. All it requires is just $1 minimum deposit and you can get access to eight charts to help you analyze the market. You can access it on your mobile device, the desktop and your web platform. All right. They have timely customer service and they're safe and secure. How do you do this? You open up an account by going to hdylminvest.com. They're hooking us up by allowing you to get one free stock that's valued between $250 and $250. That's a good deal. That's a great deal. They're going to start you off. That means you can invest a dollar into something, and they're going to give you a free stock valued higher than that dollar and up. All right. So again, all you have to do is go to hdylminvest.com and you can do that as well as fund your account with a hundred dollars as well. They'll give you two free stocks. So look, you pick, you want one free stock or you want to, you know what to do. Just go to hdylminvest.com. Let's get back to the show. All right. So this week, we ran across a clip on social media and thought this would be a great topic for this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play it really fast so you guys can hear it and then we'll talk about it. So she basically said that the toxic relationship is more fun than basically the healthy or stable or boring one. Now, this is a problem 
that a lot of people, well, a lot of people don't feel like it's a problem. I feel like it's a problem because I prefer a healthy relationship. I've seen the damage that toxic relationships can have on people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to go through it. But if you're doing it by choice and you feel like it's fun, then that's that's on you. That's on you. So here are some of the reasons that I found that people stay in toxic relationships. So she says they're fun. But let me tell you what it really boils down to. So this article I found says toxic relationships make you feel good. So, well, they do initially anyway, Mm. right? So narcissistic and emotionally unavailable people are good at doing things to make you feel like they care and love you in limited doses. They typically have a lot of experience in doing enough to make you feel secure and are capable of misleading even the strongest among us. Right. So if you know some, I mean, like a lot of times people are in toxic relationships and that person feeds off of maybe your insecurities, your past hurts, and they know how to make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like if my weakness is my weight and you constantly tell me like, baby, you look good, you know, but in the meantime, you also like beat my head in Yeah, the times when you building me up. For whatever reason, you making me feel good. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Another reason says it's highly inconsistent. And for some reason, you never quite get the assurance you need. So it says they're they're give. They give many excuses as to why they can't commit or why they disappear, then reappear. It can be so convincing and they are so persuasive that some of the reasons may seem justifiable. The other person uses this attention, affection, and physical interaction with you to get what they want from you when they want it from you. If this is happening in your relationship, you are more likely being love bombed. So basically, they just come over, drop off a few sprinkles of, you know, affection, Mm -hmm. love, kind words, and then they leave again. And so basically, you get in in like doses. Yeah. And that, I mean, even that ties into the first one, because like. When you, when you do that kind of stuff, there's something psychological happening. Like, you give exactly. me a little bit, then taking it away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now I still want I want more. Or right. I want it's, it. It's kind of like being, hung, like, starved. Yeah. Or dehydrated. Not, yeah, yeah. Dehydrated, like, getting just a little bit. Now you, like, not, or, or maybe even getting, like, a high of something. That first hit, you want it. You can never get it back. So you're constantly trying to get it every chance you get, even if it's just in a small dose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one says it's freaking challenging to leave a toxic relationship. Says it's human nature to play up the person's positive qualities versus paying attention to the glaringly disturbing ones, especially when you develop feelings for them. Man, I can tell you from firsthand experience when somebody's in a toxic relationship, they do everything they can to think of the good in that person. Mm-hmm. They can be physically harming them. They can be stealing money from them. They could be talking down to their kids, talking bad to their family, isolating them. But they're, they're always going to be like, but he loves me. And you like, that's not enough. Yeah, not enough to stay in that. Yeah, that's not enough. But, you know, again, it's something psychological because. Yeah. And it can be all the way back to like childhood type stuff. 
Like, that you know goes I mean? to the next one. Oh, really? Hey. Let's All get right. to it then. This next one says, sometimes dysfunction because becomes functional. Toxic relationships start innocently enough. They push your buttons, you push theirs. This dynamic can create some intense physical chemistry. And then what you see, you often repeat. Yeah. Okay, so that's where people normally call it like a generational curse. Yeah. Um, because if you have an abusive history in your family, it makes even more it makes it even more difficult for you to leave because subconsciously this may be all you know from previous experience. Yeah, and then that's why, like, it looks boring in the other relationship because all you've ever seen was the back and forth, and then it looked like because they went back to the person that oh that must be just how it happens mm-hmm. that must be how it works. Right. Even though in real life that person was destroyed and then ultimately the relationship probably fell apart. But in your young eyes, you see it as this is life. Right. This is what it is. And so you looking for that. And right. so if you're looking for that, when you see something else it's like, no. Yeah. And another thing I thought about is like, I just lost my train of thought. But Dang. anyways, <laughs> basically, we got to let go of this little fairy tale of love and happiness. I feel like the the love that we read in books and see in movies and stuff, it's not the real love that you see in a real relationship and a mm-hmm. real marriage. And so sometimes y'all stay for the fairy tale part, but you need to leave because the real part is not what that is. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if he knocking you upside your head, he talking crazy to you, he, you know, neglecting you or, I mean, it could be a, a bunch of stuff because everybody's, like threshold for whatever is totally different. But the moment when it becomes toxic, you need to leave. Like, honestly, just, just get out of there. And I just, I understand it's fun because it's exciting. And maybe you like a little bit of drama in your life. You don't want boring. You like, you know, you need that adrenaline rush, but in the long run, is it healthy? I don't think so. No, it's not. If you, if you need that adrenaline rush, Man, you better go watch uh, Real Housewives of something. <laughs> like, no, that's not enough of an adrenaline rush. It seemed like it. No, that's not enough. Well, but you need, need to do something else. Go skydiving. Yeah, that that go do something else. I don't know. I don't understand why people like to play like that. You well, and I mean? and then the thing too is like what you don't realize is that slowly messes up the future of uh, a future relationship that you might have or the future relationship that like your kids or something like that they might have Mm -hmm. because now you've shown them something that is not good. It's not the best way that it could happen. And that's what they see. And it's just that, like I said earlier, that cycle. Yeah. And then you look up and you've had four generations of the same mess and it, and, and then ultimately everybody's single want a man, want a woman, but because of, their mistakes and past hurts now they can't and then that's the people who go out and they start saying like oh no you don't need no you Mm -hmm. you don't need Mm -hmm. i'm telling you it ain't nothing but trouble it's you know and it's it's not you made that mistake you made that decision to be with that person to go through that and then ultimately didn't work out don't mess it up for somebody else right all right well we recently watched Wendy Williams documentary what a mess oh yeah and we watched the yeah. documentary before we watched the the actual movie 
And I'm glad we did that because I don't think I could have watched the movie. <laughs> it just looked terrible. Did yeah, you that, see that? That was that was one of those for real, for real lifetime joints. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they mean, didn't do that. Lifetime did an amazing job with the Clark Sister ones movie. And the TLC. I like the TLC one. Too. Yeah, that TLC one was good. It Was that Lifetime? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think so. If that was Lifetime, yeah, they, they didn't put uh, as much money into that one as the other ones. I didn't. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad we watched. Yeah, that well, we watched the documentary. What a miss! And there was a lot of stuff that we could have commented on, but the thing that I really focused in on because it caused her the most hurt was her relationship. Mm. She was sitting on that couch looking jacked up, and I'm not yeah. talking about like you know physically, like mm. her body, like most people like to talk about. I'm talking about like emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. There was a part in that show. You remember, I had paused the TV to go to the restroom and she looked terrible. Yeah. It, it was a terrible screen. It wasn't the best. It was not the no. best sight but um, of Wendy. In this, she admits to knowing that her husband, Kevin Hunter's alleged, he like she admitted to knowing about her. Her name was Sharina Hudden. Huden. I don't know how to say her name. Since the beginning of what she says was a 15-year affair. So she knew who she was. And in the documentary, it said that he was on the phone with her and said that she was somebody from the bank. And then come to find, like, he was trying to get, you know, like, close ties with her or, you know, stop Mm -hmm. talking with her or whatever. But lo and behold, he had been messing with her that whole time. And she says she knew that Kevin was a serial cheater. The first time she found out was while she was pregnant with their son on bed rest. She plotted to divorce him and she said she sacrificed a lot of herself to come out successful on the other side. And it all worked. And in this, I just have to say, I know that she said it all worked. But in the process, I feel like she lost a lot of herself. And I wonder why she stayed as long as she did when she knew this lady was still around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, man, that's when you have a, that's why it's real. It's real finicky when you have a lot of power and a lot of, you know, clout because it becomes a lot of things. She, she was the face, right. Mm-hmm. Of Wendy's show and her career on the radio, all that stuff. Like that was, that was her. She was, and she said, I think she was like, you know, I was self-made before she met him. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, as the man of the house, she probably respected him as such. She did. And unfortunately, she she just she gave that to him and he abused it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he it seemed like he ended up having more power than than expected. Right. Really. Like, even though she was making all the money. It was a lot of the a lot of the deals that she got. He you know, he made happen. And a lot of times people can hold that kind of stuff over you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just probably it was probably some manipulative stuff going on as well. But, yeah, I still agree. Like at the end of the day, there's some kind of way to get out of, you know, a bad, toxic um, situation, especially when you the face. I feel like when it really, like I want, like once you unpack the layers, because what I really noticed, she struggled with her body image. Oh yeah. From, from, from real, like so young, she struggled with it. And I feel like, I don't know if he helped build her confidence Mm -hmm. because to me, she was beautiful. 
Man. And then she started messing with her body, and I just don't know what happened. But he he helped build her confidence, and, you know, people would talk crazy about her. And I even remember one, like, well, not even one time, like, every picture that I would see of her in the 90s, her wig was Man. not on right. It wasn't combed. It looked like she had just got it out of her purse. And so, you know, people would, they would talk wow. crazy about her, but her husband would always have mm-hmm. her back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe behind the scenes she knew he was cheating and stuff, but at, at the end of the day, he always had her back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was always getting her those deals, like you said. He was always defending her when when she had that fight or was about to have a fight with Total. Her husband came out of nowhere, snatched her up, and they rode off down right. the street or whatever. Exactly. So it's like, I don't Subconsciously, he's saving me. You right. know, subconsciously, he got my back. Sub- you know, all these cues that are saying, look, no matter what happens, this guy ultimately loves me yeah yeah (laughs) and i mean sometimes yeah they do love you but sometimes it's like you know to what extent like well and i wonder what are you willing to deal with in order to get love from that person and that's with anybody Mm -hmm. it ain't just with a bad person in a healthy relationship or a toxic relationship what are you willing to go through to get the love from that person you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, anyways, I'm wishing the best for Wendy Williams because, I mean, we by the end of that documentary, I really started feeling bad for her because yeah. when this was happening in real time, I don't even remember how long ago this was, like 2019, I really didn't feel too bad for her because I felt like, you know, she's always talking about people's business and she has no remorse for how she does it and all this and that. But then, like, I started realizing, I mean, somebody's got to do it or they're going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, but she still has feelings and she's still a human. So I wish her the best. And I know that like her health and everything may have, you know, taken a hit because of all this. So hopefully she comes out on top. But if you haven't already checked out the YouTube channel, what are you waiting on? The episodes you're listening to, including this one, have videos. So if you like seeing people's faces, head over to YouTube to watch the episodes and subscribe while you're over there. Yes, indeed. All right. So we have some questions from our inner circle. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Has anyone seen the new Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie? I personally found it to be an accurate representation of how black love is perceived in this day and age. However, some told me their relationships seem to be toxic and not healthy. I would love your thoughts on it. What do you think, Trey? We watched the movie or not even all of it. <laughs> what were not your thoughts? Even all of what it. What were your thoughts? Cause you uh, know what mine were. So here's the thing. I knew she really wanted to watch it and I was like, look, if you really want to watch it, just put it on. This is what I said in my head. Because here's what she said. Keanu, she said, this is what people are saying. And I was like, oh, that's the movie then. Sound like a lot of meh. Right? But ultimately, I was like, okay, let's watch it. Y'all, I was just watching it. Now, I'm not like you, right? I can sit and watch a movie like I haven't walked out on a movie before. 
I can watch it through. I could have finished that one. But, I mean, it was just, it was a lot. It was really rough. Like a lot of drama, a mm-hmm. lot of anger, a lot of past hurts that they didn't take care of, bringing it to the forefront now. It was just a lot, y'all. And ultimately, Kiana got to the point where she could no longer <laughs> uh, handle it as well. And then I was like, yeah, turn it off. I was I was ready within like the first 10 minutes. Mm. Like after, after he went outside mm-hmm. that first time and was oh. out there walking and yeah, yeah. fussing and whatever and came back to the bathtub, I was done. I was done because I was just like, you know what? I'm not about to sit here and watch them belittle each other back and forth. And then, you know, they not make up or, you know, come back and realize like, hey, you know, like get to, they didn't to me. I didn't feel like they was getting anywhere. And I understand that this is a realistic representation of an argument or some situations in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, get to the point. <laughs> honestly but i did watch we watched kev on stage and Mm. his wife i can't think of her name right now and she brought up something that was like i hadn't thought of she was upset zendaya's character was upset because he didn't thank her and basically she basically felt like she wasn't maybe she didn't feel and give the give the full context like if you haven't seen it sorry but you know (laughs) basically they was arguing all right but no the full context he it was a movie premiere Mm -hmm. his movie premiere and of course he's on stage thanking everybody and his mama and he thanked everybody except for his girlfriend his girlfriend uh not wife yeah no i think it was his girlfriend yeah so thanked everybody except his longtime girlfriend who the movie was ultimately like pretty much that's framed and based off of based in based on her perception of the movie. And so, you know, she just felt like disrespected, not, you know, what is that word? I can't think of it. Like appreciated. Yeah. Not appreciated. Yeah. And so that's where it popped off. Yeah. Like sparked there. So it's like that underlying tension. Cause it happens. I mean, honestly, like we've had arguments where Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what, what is really the problem? Yeah. And once it finally comes out, you like you should have just said that I could have like, fixed it at the at the whatever long time ago. Yeah. Instead, now we're here fighting about soap. Yeah. When you was mad at what happened at the gas station two days ago. That's, so. And what did Kev on stage wife say? She was just basically saying like she felt that. Oh, gotcha. And I don't know if maybe they had had a conversation before where she was saying that. You know, maybe she didn't feel seen or appreciated or acknowledged, oh, mm-hmm. but she was just saying like, you know, and like I could just see a lot of women probably feeling that way because like the the women that we watch, not I am athlete, but what's the was it? I am woman. Oh, yeah. They, the you know, of, they yeah. kind of talked about they like did. how do they deal with their husband being in the spotlight? And do you ever feel like overshadowed mm-hmm. or you know not seen or whatever so i can see that happening so in that way it kind of helped me but just watching it straight on it was it was hard to watch like i couldn't finish yeah. it didn't want to finish it by by the time we got to the bathtub scene i was just like you done i'm done 
I'm, I'm done. This is stupid. <laughs> I couldn't make it. Y'all, I'm terrible. If it, I like my movies and my shows to have a happy ending or at least some kind of progression towards an ending. And I didn't feel like there was one in sight with this. I don't know. I like, I feel like I maybe heard something like somebody said that they got somewhere. But to be honest, I don't even know because we didn't finish it. So but I that's don't the know. Thing. Like, I felt like they were on their way towards it. Like, yeah, but they was taking the long route. They was came, taking the know, scenic route. Yeah. Like, I felt like they were once he got the, the critics review, that ladies review. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was going off or whatever. But then it turned again. And I'm like, come on. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just constantly lingering. I just I don't know. It just felt it just took me to a place where I was just like. Just hit him already. <laughs> and I know that's not where it's supposed to go, but I was just Especially like. Especially when she was just talking about what she just said. What? If somebody is hidden on you. I know, you but, gotta, that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's the emotion it brought out of me. And mm. I just, I didn't like it. I yeah. did not like it. Yeah. So it did, it did do its job in that way by pulling some emotions out of me. It definitely made me see, like, this is not what I want. And for those of you who watched it and were like, oh, this reminds me of my relationship. I'm going to ask you to take a step back and kind of evaluate your relationship. Because <laughs> Do if you this love that person? Well, if this is happening on a regular basis, maybe y'all should get some counseling or a mediator or something so that y'all can get to the bottom of it. Because this, like, round and round that they were going on. I don't think that was healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on it. it. It is a true, I feel like, representation of like. A lot of relationships or at yeah. least something that maybe somebody has gone through before. Mm-hmm. But. It's not a healthy one. Nah. So anyways, here's another question. So it says, I have a question. My husband and I just had a heated discussion about this. If you are married with kids. And he passes, meaning like pass away. Would you distribute his assets equally amongst all kids, including outside children? And I, I, I thought this was a great question because, mm. you know, there are so many blended families at this point. I well, mean, yeah. these days, the nuclear family is <laughs> gone. Okay. Well, not gone. I ain't gonna say it's gone, but it's like less Rapidly, popular. Yeah. And so the blended family, mixed family, however you want to say it, that's more common. And so I could just imagine how if something were to happen to a spouse and you had to give out assets and life insurance and all this and that, you could see a fight between this relationship's kids and past relationship's kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, me being the person that I am, I would say I'm going to give it equally amongst the kids because regardless of what happened, that is still their father and it's only right. I would want someone to do that for me. I really, truly hope <laughs> that somebody does that for me. And I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about like like physical things. Like if, if my dad passed away, I would hope that my stepmother would be fair enough to be like, well, you know, even though these are my kids, I still want them to have this thing from him and this thing. And I'm going to give it out equally instead of just saying, well, I have one kid with him, so she's going to get it all. Yeah. 
Because ultimately, because I'm still with him. Yeah, ultimately, it's not my choice not that I didn't grow up with my father. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. regardless of what happened, I would hope that, you know, she mm-hmm. would think about those things and not necessarily just think about my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I think, I mean, you know, I can, I mean, I can speak from real life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because my, my, you know, for those who don't know, my father passed away when I, my real father passed away when I was 13. And so luckily they were able to figure that stuff out without too much, you know, stuff going on. But personally, now you saying, I don't know if she's young or what, but that shouldn't really, I, and this is just my thoughts, y'all. I don't think there should be like any kind of, well, should I, should I not? Like, they had a blowout argument. Well, let me tell you probably why they probably Yeah, tell me because I don't understand. Because you got to think about it like this. Even though she may respect those kids, think about it in a situation where those kids are maybe older or they're disrespectful or, you know, you don't get along with their parent. You never see them. They never call. So you could imagine if that's the situation on the other side, if – they daddy die. You'd be like, well, they don't ever call her anyway. Yeah. But they don't. But is that that's where being right versus your emotions. Yes. You know, what's right versus your emotions has to go out. Like you got to have a level playing field. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, is that or is that not still his kid? It is, no, I understand. They I'm just are. telling you why. I yeah. bet you they had that. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm saying like. At, at some point, you got to be old enough to say, like, okay, look, I know how I feel about, like, if they were bad, I know how I feel about them, but ultimately, these were still his kids as well, right. and we got to do what's right, and here it is, splitting everything, however many ways. You know, like, when my father passed away, all that money was split. How many was that, was that up to his wife or was that up to the court? No, that was the court that did. Oh, well, see, that wasn't. But, okay, so, okay, check this out. <laughs> Even here's where that, that's where, okay, if that was the, if they had that blowout, how about this? In the morning, we're, we're calling and we're getting the wheel set up. But see, but the, what if, what if eh. maybe the argument is because she want her kid to get majority of the money or because all of the money with them. that is yeah or that's whatever a, that I, know, is I know not a good it way is. to think it's y'all. not I'm, but first like, of all that stuff happens all the time you could i mean that's why i said you gotta have a will in place or but I, a clear but understanding stuff like that like that could be a whole nother episode because if you're gonna marry somebody and you're not accepting their kids and you do not need to marry that person or be with a them fact because they're a package deal regardless of whether you don't like them or a parent or whatever, they are a part of your life now. And if you cannot accept that, you do not need to be with this person. Well, yeah. And I understand it's, it's getting a lot harder these days when, you know, people are coming in with one, two, three, you know, already. Mm-hmm. Then that's just something you got to deal with or you're going to have to search around and, and do something. But I'm for real, though, that that really shouldn't be because here's the thing. It's still his or her kid because it can happen either way, right? 
But it's still their kid. What about? You ain't what talking about, about no way? random but person, that's the thing. no what random a, kid. What about in this way too? Because I was I was listening to something not too long ago. Was it Mariah Carey? I don't know. Somebody's documentary I was listening. No, it was Kevin Hart. I think it was Kevin Hart. Anyways, somebody's somebody. documentary I was listening to, and they were saying that at their father's funeral, some other kids showed up, mm-hmm. and they ended up being their siblings yeah. that they had never knew about. And so what if maybe that's a situ- that's a sticky situation, too, where it's like, you done had this baby out of wedlock on me. They ain't getting nothing. I don't know. Either way. I hear I, you. Mama, I feel like my mama and like, I just think about what my mama would do because I'm on the other side of some stuff like that. Like my mama didn't remarry. And so I'm not one of the, the chosen few in the situation, but like, so I'm on the, I'm on the outside. So my daddy remarried. He had a baby with his wife. So I'm on the outside. Now, I don't feel like my stepmother ever treated us any differently. But if in that situation she decided to do that, I would be a little bit upset. You know what I'm saying? Rightfully so, because it's like it doesn't make me any less of his child just because I don't live with him. And that's and it wasn't my choice. And that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you got to be able to think outside of your feelings and outside of, you know, you. Yeah. Because there are other like there are kids they're kids. Yeah. Regardless of how old they are, the kid's mind is not the same as an adult mind. So it does not register the same. Like mm-hmm. they saw, I mean, you know, you seeing they just bad little kid, whereas they seeing, well, I just want my dad, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and I don't live with him. And so I'm unintentionally taking it out on you. Like right. I am, but it's not yeah. anything other than I just want my dad to be my dad or whatever. Mm. You know, it's a whole bunch of scenarios and situations, but yeah, you can't do that. Like split it even and go to sleep. Yeah. But I had a blowout argument over that. You're pretty passionate about not giving up whatever it is. Like, is it enough to even be that, you know, blowout passionate about, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, do you have a, a a large life insurance policy? Well, that's the, that might be the other situation. Because that's what I'm, I, what in if my I head. Finally got twenty five k, and I got like six yeah. kids. You I need to think about ooh, that right now. This pie is too small to be sharing with everybody. Well, you know that up front. You knew that <laughs> when you married me. Up the insurance policy. Call your boy. Call your insurance man mm-hmm. and up the policy if you feel like that. But don't try and take it from the other kids because that's not right. Mm-hmm. Not right at all. Mm-mm. Well, thank you for listening to the How Do You Love Me podcast. Trey, Woo-woo. do you have anything else you'd like to say before we close? No, nah, man, I love y'all. If y'all made it this far, y'all real ones. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're new here, we really appreciate you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from you about what topics you want to discuss or to get our advice. You can send us an email at hdyloveme at gmail.com or just DM us on IG at hdylm underscore podcast. Or if that's too much work, just leave us a voicemail at 682 231 
And if you want to see what's going on over here, go to the website at hdylm.com. Remember, it's always grand gratitude over here, ain't it, Trey? Yes, ma'am. That means high thinking, strong faith, simple living, smart work. All right? Peace. Bye.